0: Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But
1: I'd been forgotten I i been married a long time ago. Dango. <laughs> oh, a girl with kaleidoscope eyes!
0: hello and welcome to episode 18 of broken records the search for the worst album ever made part of the riot act network my name's Stephen Hill I'm joined as ever by remmphre Deadman hello hello Renfrey. I feel quite serious in the start of this episode because I know I know what's gonna happen I know mm-hmm. where we're going with this particular mm-hmm. podcast before mm-hmm. I get into it um broken records is a podcast as I mentioned that we set up it's part of our uh, Riot Act podcast, our weekly review show. We review the very best in alternative music every Friday. So if it sounds like something you'd like to do, then go over and uh, and follow us over there and hear us being nice about something. We also have a Patreon page, Patreon.com forward slash Riot Act podcast, where you can sign up for some pretty brilliant, if I do so myself, exclusive content. Um, something we used to do on Riot Act was this broken records. It was a segment on the show um, before, and we decided to give it its own its own show where we try and find the worst album ever albums are compiled for many different reasons they might be uh, a commercial disaster they might be the thing that broke the band up they might be ahead of their time and people didn't get it at the time they might be a uh, a kind of critical disaster uh, they might have led to the artist losing their mind there's all kinds of reasons why but they've just got a kind of aura of something disastrous surrounding them yeah. um Back on the tenth of July, twenty twenty, episode one hundred and one of Riot Act, we actually spoke about this week's album. The title of that podcast was Uncle Crapper. Us being <laughs> hilarious there, eh? uh, but why not? When again? When in Rome, Uncle Cracker's two thousand debut album, Double Wide, is the subject of our show this week. <laughs> Uh, it's fucking
1: rubbish like to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Let's just let's just start from there. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Yeah. This is fucking
0: awful. We are going to throw over to ourselves now. i had never heard this record before we did it. I'd always had a bit of I a uh, bit of a thing about Uncle Cracker like what a stupid person. But even I don't think I was ready. I had no Real understanding of just how bad this was going to be. But anyway, you're about to find out just what we think about Double Wide by Uncle Cracker. We're going to end the show like we normally do with what I predict will be quite a painful broken record. Uncle Cracker's Double Wide, released on the 30th of May 2000. It is the debut solo album from Matthew Schaefer, aka Uncle Cracker. Little bit of backstory. Back at high school, uh, Matthew Schaefer's brother was competing in a turntable competition with the then unknown Bob Bob Ritchie, aka Kid Rock. And because of that, they became mates. Um, Kid Rock asked Schaefer Schaefer to become the turntablist in the Twisted Brown Trucker Band, which is Kid Rock's backing band. And he did. And thus, to set in motion... Despite
1: despite him him having no turntable experience at the time. mm -hmm. uh, And thus,
0: set in motion a chain of events that surely contributed to some of the worst crimes in musical history. Uh, With the success of Kid Rock's albums, Dev Without a Cause and The History of Rock, which were both massive, massive albums back in the day, Uncle Cracker decided to release his solo album because, well, why wouldn't anyone want that? I mean, obviously he did. That was surely what the world was uh, was calling out for. Um, yeah. Uh, Kid Rock co-produced this record, along with a gentleman called Michael Bradford, who has production credits on the soundtrack to both American Pie 2 and Sweet Home Alabama with a Witherspoon. He also did Blackout by Head PE, Weird Revolution by The Bottle Surfers, Rapture of the Deep by Deep Purple and Disney's Superstar Hits. That's some serious range that Michael Bradford has got there. He's also worked with the likes of Ringo Starr, Madonna, Terence Trent D'Arby, Cooler Shaker, New Radicals, Run-DMC and Dave Stewart. So, mm. like I say, mixed bag. Range. Range, range. he's got. Range. Yeah, 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 definitely yeah. range. Um the album was recorded on tour on their tour bus on the kid rock tour bus in various parking lots and arena backstage areas uh, across america um with the intention of melding the country stylings that were um the 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 band's background with the oh so popular at the time hip-hop rock crossover stylings uh on release it reached number seven on the u.s billboard top 200 and has gone on to sell 2 million copies in America. So presumably, Renfri, this is the sort of thing that, much like we discussed last year with Hootie and the Blowfish, was only really a kind of big deal in America, right?
1: Well, Wrong. Mm.
0: Wrong. Number 3 in Germany, number 5 in Austria, number 15 in Australia, number 13 in Switzerland, number 16 in Sweden, and shamefully, at number 40, it broke into the UK top 40 charts as well. How the fuck did this happen? Um, I mean, in the era, I guess, of the one hit wonder new metal pop punk thing that was going on. I guess people just wanted a little bit of that. They wanted another kind of quirky hit single from one of these bands and the single Follow Me, which is just a kind of easy, inoffensive version of what Kid Rock was already doing. Uh, In the era of massive nepotism, where Alien Ant Farm, Edema, Godhead and others were about to become media darlings off the back of just knowing people that are already more famous than them, Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Follow Me became a hit. And then the album came out and staggeringly, the reviews of the record that I found are fairly positive. Drowned in Sound gave it 8 out of 10, saying the record is so full of many great lines and visions, it's hard to pinpoint one or two for this review. So my advice is buy this album and find them yourself. Entertainment Weekly gave it a good review too. And A, Double Wide's many treats are tastier than an all-you-can-eat smorgasbord and Follow Me deserves to dominate the summer airwaves. All Music gave it 7 out of 10 and said, at times the album does sound a bit recycled, but when you're having this much fun at a party, who really cares? Who knows how long the formula will remain fresh, but on Double Wide, Uncle Cracker hits like a house full of raucous dynamite. I even found an old article from a site called Transverso Media that paid tribute to it on its 15th birthday in 2015, saying that they still hum the iconic guitar line from Follow Me to this day. For fuck sake there were a couple of dissenting voices av music didn't like it saying cracker has the bland almost apologetic delivery of an artist doomed to forever play the role of hapless sidekick and rocks polished production merely emphasizes how moronic crackers lyrics are and in a rare positive mention robert chrisgoo just put an early emoji of a face being sick as his review on his site again your job is to review albums mate <laughs> i mean you probably should have done a bit more than that but mm. at least it, uh he was right about the quality of the record overall but over but in general not a critical disaster no. like most of the records that we put in here so why is it in here why is uncle cracker in here um I'm just going to take this for a second before I bring okay. in you. I think there's a few reasons. Um, the critics might not have been too disgusted by it, but it seems fans of both rock music and country music were. Uh, there's an aggregator site called Album of the Year, and the critical score is 85%, whilst the customer score is a far more accurate 10% um rate your music um is almost a better judge for it there's more reviews on there has it out of two out of five from 148 reviews just looking down the quick glance at the quotes you'll see stuff like why do people like this guy there are some questions that will just never be answered i guess is he kid rock's retarded brother it was a different time, guys. Um, Excuse my language. (laughs) I feel cheated out of my 20 bucks. I feel embarrassed for some of these songs. Follow Me is an auto-tuned atrocity made for middle-aged redneck women. Um, There are 10 lists on the site. You can make a list of albums on the site. The album is included on 10 separate lists. Those lists include worst albums of 2000, bad meaning bad, the worst albums I've ever heard. And just for a bit of balance, album covers with cars. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Which, you know, love album covers with cars. Uh, On Sputnik (laughs) Music, it has a score of 2.3 out of 5 um, over a mere 22 ratings. Most of them giving it no more than two. But then there is one dude out of them that bumped that score up by giving it a 5 out of 5 classic rating. The last rating was last year and it gives it 0.0 out of 5. So that's kind of where we are with that record and it's that kind of long-term opinion of this record i think which has seen it enter into the pantheon of broken records i actually forgot to read out the list but i'll do that at the end and then we can find work out where it is sorry about that That's but fine. it's just that i wanted to get into this because i fucking hate this piece of shit renfrey mm. i hate this fucking
1: album so much mm. yes um Yes, so do I. Um, Where do we start? Uh, Let's start the intro. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, The intro is called Intro. Um, It is an exchange between Kid Rock and Mr. Cracker, in which Kid Rock is sending his young protégé out into the world. Uh, Cracker has a crisis of conscience and asks, what if I don't make it? To which Mr. Rock replies, fuck what and tell if to suck my dick hilarious good uh, good advice mr rock also suggests that mr cracker's success is give, is a given which must have been a bit of singing the sale tale for mr cracker with his one hit wonder over a 20-year career uh and mr well, Rock two million albums sold well that's know,
0: good point. depressingly
1: mr rock then signs off with a joke of sorts saying now remember the most important thing i taught you when it gets crazy out there with the money and the girls and the fame make sure you pinch it at the top before you roll it down Uh, fetch me a nurse steve i believe my sides are splitting through hilarious yeah we're 90 seconds into this album i've already taken it taken against it in vehement fashion um i mean who on earth listens to a track like intro and thinks oh this is going to be good or this is this this (laughs) is going to be a good start to the record you know yeah you told me in a private conversation before before i listened to this record that we might have a contender to beat methods of mayhem Uh, i'll
0: get to that in a bit but go on mm -hmm. yeah
1: now forgive me for saying so steve but occasionally you have a tendency to exaggerate things in my opinion after hearing this i shall never doubt you again steve and i would like to publicly apologize for ever doubting you (laughs) um after intro uh, after after that exchange between mr rock and mr cracker you would expect a world changing belter of a track to come in which is going to melt your face or just just be absolutely absolute pure gold but instead we get better days which sounds like it was recorded on a cheap casio keyboard as does the entire mm. record it's yeah. mid tempo country and western tinged twaddle that sounds like it was uh, that sounds like it was ri- literally written as it was being recorded I think the sheer audacity of introducing your album by insinuating that Uncle Cracker has this successful recording career in the bag, I appreciate that this album did do very, very well. I mean, but it makes Kanye West look humble. You know, (laughs) it's just awful. It's so bad. This album sounds so cheap. It sounds like Muzak. I mean, follow me. The hit single sounds like Smash Mouth and Matchbox Twenty combined, and yet somehow manages to sound even worse than both of those bands. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know how he does it, but it, it's absolutely awful crap. It's just, it's awful. I, 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 mean, I absolutely hate it.
0: I mean, yeah, you're right. Better Days is terrible, and then you've got Kid Rock grunting over what you're looking at, which is is so bad i oh, mean I- the first two i, I the, the thing is is that you know follow me is the big hit on this is this album and it starts off you just go what an arrogant prick then you go what a shit sounding piece of shit and then you're like there's your mate who's more famous than you fronting the fucking song and just like grunting all at everyone and then you get to the big hit and it's absolutely th- that song is terrible it's awful. It is terrible. In mm. what fucking world that auto-tuned bland? Do you know what it sounds like? Have you ever seen basketball? The South yes. Park guys yeah, yeah, doing but yeah. there's this like country they a what do do? You know that kind yes. of. <laughs> it's it sounds like this. It sounds like they have done a joke. I mean, the next song, um, Heaven, sounds like fucking that crossed with Parappa the Rapper, and you know we're only into like. Five songs. And I was just like, please stop. Mm. Please, please, God, stop this album straight away. I mean, I, they I start... Li- sta- I had to
1: listen to this album in three sittings. Yeah.
0: They they start the song Steaks and Shrimp by going, clap your hands to the beat. Uh-huh. We don't stop. I mean, at the end, and then it ends with them going, bitch, like ICP. Mm. And I just think, this is all of the worst thing. I mean, this is why... I think this is the worst. Like, I'm going to shout out now. Like, there's a song called Whiskey and Water, Run Off With Your Daughter, which has this bloody, Mm. what sounds like a synthesized harmonica behind it. And it's dire. It's dire. And if you're going to go at Uncle Cracker himself as well, he's hardly on the fucking record. Kid Rock is on the record more than his cunts on it, Mm. right? You know how Shaggy used to release a song and it would just be someone else singing, usually Sting these days, but it'd just be someone else (laughs) singing it and he'd just go, Shaggy, and then... He's like like okay. he's gone. Claim claimed it. Like I said Shaggy, so it's mm. my song. Mm. I mean, Shaggy's on his songs more than his cunts on any of it. Mm. It's fucking terrible. Um, this to me is a worse version of Methods of Mayhem because country music is rubbish, mm. right? But that middle of the road country music is rubbish. Mm. And white blokes rapping is rubbish, rubbish, right? I mean, at least Methods of Mayhem, yeah, the white blokes rapping mixed with industrial and at least industrial music can be good. Country music can't be good. It's never good. I mean, this is country pop and bad rapping and it's not even got the cred of people like George Clinton and Snop (laughs) Doog, like Methods of Mayhem had on it. It's not even got that little bit of, I mean, you look at the people that are on it. It's Kid Rock all the fucking time. Someone called Freddie Beauregard, Paradigm, James Trombley, like, do you know what I mean? It's not even filled up with Fred. It's not even filled up with Fred Durst and fucking um, Little Kim. It's like, the you're not even anyone. Mm. And I mean, methods that might make Methods of Mayhem worse because it's like, well, you should have known. What are you doing here? You should have known better. But Methods of Mayhem is terrible because it's ruining. I mean, what is it's, it's terrible because it's, it's taking a type of music which could maybe be good. Like the idea of a sort of industrial metal tinge stuff. It's like that, that can actually be good. Nine Inch Nails are good, but this country pop thing is, there's nothing ever has ever been good from it ever. It does not exist. A good version of that does not exist. It's not possible to make that music good. And to mix that with like turn of the millennium rap rock by fat rednecks. (laughs) fuck off it is a war crime this album is
1: <laughs> it's it is truly dreadful um i was um i was desperately clinging on and trying to find something positive to say about it and around two-thirds of the way in i was like you know what at least this album i think it's offensively bad in that musically it's offensively bad but at least there haven't been any kind of like uh, up to that point i i didn't i didn't pick out any like offensive lyrics you know or offensive lyric bits. and then whiskey in the water comes in which i think i think is about um well the the chorus goes you put some whiskey in the water gonna run off with your daughter and if i make it to the border i'm gonna be all right i mean isn't that a song about kidnapping a a a woman by spiking their drink um kind of sounds like it is to me uh, I mean, the plan's hardly foolproof. Surely you'd use a liquid, which is the same colour, quote unquote, as water. Yeah. <laughs> not that I'm condoning that sort of behaviour uh, right. or anything. I'm just pointing out that not only is it potentially outlining a kidnapping plot, but it's also outlining a, a potential kidnapping plot conceived by a fucking dumbass. Um, mm. But, you know, and then, and like, the, I, I don't know. I should point out in the second verse, there's a line that suggests the protagonist in the song has taken the wrong path. And there is a tiny semblance of remorse in the third verse as the protagonist stares at the bottom of an empty glass and admits his future looks grim. But even then, he's remorseful because he keeps running away from his past as opposed to spiking a woman's drink and fucking kidnapping her. You know, He's basically remorseful because he's going to get caught. I mean, what the actual fuck? And uh, this is... When I read up on it even further, it's even more sobering and even... Worse, when you consider that in 2007, Schaefer was arrested for a second-degree sex offense charge. Yes, and released now. on $75,000 bond.
0: Now, I was going to bring this up after I mentioned that past, after this album, he actually released five more albums since and the scores get lower and lower and lower the longer he it gets is. into his career. Hence why so. I think people are now looking back at this and going, "Ah, oh, yeah, it was rubbish. But yes, you're right. Um, a 26-year-old woman made claims against him in a nightclub. Apparently, he had to be forcibly removed from the situation um, because, by all accounts, he put his hands up the woman's skirt and she hit him for doing that. Fine. So... He hit her
1: back. What a cunt. Unbelievable cunt. Um, and
0: it, gets, it gets worse as well, Renfrey. So he, in the aftermath of this, pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of Mr. Medina hmm. so that he didn't have to go on trial for sexual assault. He got a $1,500 fine and a 12-month suspended sentence. He said he regrets the incident, but he doesn't regret his reaction to being hit. That was the fucking incident, you <laughs> cock. What do you think the incident is? Well that was that was Sounds tough. like he's very remorseful, doesn't he? What a <laughs> well, exactly. fucking wanker. Yeah, what, what does a... he think the incident was? Like I oh, know I don't regret punching that woman in the face. I don't regret doing that. <laughs> but the incident, what I mean, what I regret is I regret that I got hit.
1: Well, he he was What he, a knob? I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um the, the incident technically he he was arrested on the second degree sex offense. Um now I I looked up <laughs> bit grotty but i looked up the definition of a second degree sex offense and i found this on the website of james e crawford jr and associates uh, Mm -hmm. which sounds very official to me uh the victim must allege that the defendant committed the offense by some act of force or threat of force and the victim is a mentally handicapped or otherwise disabled individual sometimes this crime is also charged against individuals who attempt to commit statutory rape it is a felony which paints it in an even more grim picture. I mean, I mean, it, it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse, really, doesn't and, it?
0: And look, as as I said earlier on in the show, right, I, I am not going to sort of like. There could be people that would do that, who, and there probably are loads of people who have done stuff like that whose music I still listen to. Mm. But at the end of the day, no matter, we're only pointing this out because. We've got a grudge against him because <laughs> Double Wide is such a spectacularly bloody awful record, like with no redeeming features whatsoever. Um, I think I would.
1: I, I, I actually think I would struggle to to listen to an artist if they had done that and then also not shown. The remorse that they probably should have shown afterwards i mean i mean it, it's it's a personal thing for everyone and i don't make judgments with that sort of thing because we've discussed this a lot in the past but i i mean I, I probably would struggle with that to be honest um it's but yeah there's just nothing i mean i mean he released two albums after that whole incident you know in 2009 yeah. he released happy hour and 2012 he released midnight special um he released a single this year on the 1st of May 2020. Do you know this?
0: Did he? No, I didn't know that.
1: Um I don't know if this is appropriate or not because I mean we've just talked talked about something you know not funny in the slightest. I mean it's just to, just to bring it out of the mire just a little bit and and just laugh at this ridiculous tosspot uh for a moment. Uh, the song's called it's called no uh, no time to be sober. And it's about the current COVID epidemic. And I just thought... <laughs> <sighs> oh God. I'm just going to read. You know I like oh to do this. No. Just going to read the first first verse, the chorus, and the second verse, because it is worth it. Uh, I'm at my local Wind dixie feeling kind of risky because I forgot my surgical mask. And it seems the town is with me because, man, the looks are shifty. I get from every person I pass... I'm just here to stock up on spirits and get a few things for my home. So please just someone tell me why all the toilet paper's gone. That's the first verse. What the fuck? The the chorus is This ain't no time to be sober. This ain't no time to be sober. There's a place and uh, there's a time and place to hide your face. And I got nothing but time to waste. This ain't no time to be sober. And then the second verse. I've I've had my fellow Zoom meetings, emotional eating since five o'clock till arriving round noon. Just no time, and I swear this paranoia, man, it can destroy destroyer. Every time I cough, I swear that I'm through. I'm like six feet from my sanity, just trying to get back and figure out why Car- Carol Baskin fed her husband to that cat.
0: <laughs> I am mean, not, be, I you know, I, we say things, and we're usually with our tongue. Planted firmly on our cheek But honestly I would love Uncle Cracker To get coronavirus I'd love it <laughs> yeah. I'd love it yeah. I would honestly I would I would pray for that <laughs> At, 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 <laughs> t- at times He t- seems t- like Not only is he is He's like a massive 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 Cunt of a human being Yeah His music is Staggeringly bad Yeah I mean yeah. I I genuinely I I never thought I, ne- I honestly thought we'd be two years from now, we'd be going and still at number one, Methods of Mayhem. Oh, yeah. That's still at number one. But Methods of Mayhem is better than this. I yes. cannot, don't know how you quantify it, but Methods of Mayhem is better. And all of the other records that we've talked about are definitely better than this. I mean, the Eogan the- e album sounds like fucking abbey road compared to
1: this (laughs) the other thing that i found massively depressing at time of recording uncle cracker gets a little shy of four and a half million listens a month on spotify the last time the last time i felt that despondent about a humanity at large was when trump got elected you know it's It's the same people awful it's the same people it's just it's it's absolutely every single angle that you look at this record from every single one it's an atrocious obnoxious toxic piece of shit it's just awful absolute it's 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 yeah war crime yeah (laughs) i mean i honestly like there's
0: i mean god even the fucking towers of london like is a million miles away from this six feet under and I'm looking at the other albums and I'm like, they all seem good to me. Like they actually, I'm like, Oh man, I might stick on Viva brother or dirty Vegas after this. Do you know what I mean? Like in comparison (laughs) to this Mm. Viva Mm. brother seemed like the best fucking band in the bloody Oasis compared Mm. to, do you know what I mean? Uh, It's, it's, it's atrocious. It's astonishing how bad this record is. And I I feel like we've, you know, I, I, I wonder what else is in this hat. Because there's some shit that I've never heard before. And I have to say, I just remember Follow Me coming out. And I just remember thinking, why is this on Kerrang? Yes. Why is this same. on on same. on um, MTV2? What, who What? is this guy? And then it got reviewed in Hammer. And I was like, what is going on? Who is this person? Where has he come from? And then people are like, ah, he's mates with Kid Rock. And I was like, well, that doesn't mean he should be able to inflict his fucking boring, like, f- country music on people. Exactly. What yeah. the fuck? So obviously, yeah. I never listened to the album until now. And... I mean, I don't... I can't even pick a worse song on it. I can't even pick a worse... Wh- Steaks and Shrimp is awful. And who's your... Shit, like, who's your uncle? We haven't even spoken about oh. that. Which is a bright little... I mean, again, that is a... Not only is it terrible, it's a... It's just... Per- like, the whole thing feels icky and pervy mm. and gross. And, like, he's patting himself on the back so fucking hard. It's just dreadful. And I cannot believe... I cannot believe... This has sold two million records. I mean, you look at all the others and you go, ha ha, yeah, it was a disaster. No one cared about Methods of Mayhem. They sold half a million copies. This is two million copies this mm. sold. Mm. No one cared about Towers of London. Eogan went back to become a, he's a footballer now or something. No one ever listened to Six Feet Under or, you know, Queen and Paul Rogers, Paul Rogers. like Most of them are like, ha, and then you got what you deserved. This sold two million records. And for that as well, I think we need to go, yeah, this is for you. For every knobhead who bought this, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: this is for you as well. For the four and a half million people, well, it's not four and a half million people, but the, for, for the four and a half million listens he gets a month on Spotify still to this day, this is for you. It's an absolute atrocious piece of shit. It's awful. I'm just putting it in. I've just read yeah, oh yeah, it yeah, number, yeah, it's number
0: one. one. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's absolutely number one. And I can't, if it, how? Because how can anything knock this off the top of the? How can anything knock this off? I don't know. You it not be although... like a snuff. We could be given a, like an audio of a snuff film. <laughs> and I just think like I'd go, it's better than Double Wide. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, it that these people seem like nicer people than Uncle Cracker. Yeah. Just yeah. fucking horrendous. So the rundown, Bob Dylan self-portrait, Lou Reed and Metallica's Lulu, Lou Reed's Metal Machine Music, Liz Fair self-titled, uh album lauren hills mtv 2.0 unplugged william shatner's the transform man black and white rainbows by bush new albums very good enemy streets in the sky dirty vegas is one viva brothers famous first words louis the slick dogs and ponies queen and paul rogers the cosmos rocks richard ashcroft's united nations of sound Eog and quigg's self-titled debut which is now <laughs> actually Only fifth on the list, which is pretty fucking mental. Uh, Six Feet Under Graveyard Classics, Volume 2, Towers of London's Blood, Sweat and Towers, Methods of Mayhem, self-titled debut album, and the debut album from Uncle Cracker, the worst record I think I may have ever heard in my entire fucking life. Um, It's up there. And just a horrible, horrible person. Just a horrible, a horrible thing. A horrible, horrible, horrible thing. Uh, Like... uh, a combination of all the worst possible, like a nightmare come to life. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like an actual nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like waking up in the car, the white men are rapping. Oh, country music. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's gonna pick up all. Do you know what I mean? It's like some sort of nightmare. Mm. um Anyway, let's pick another album. Let's fuck that off because, poor. Uh, uh, surely, I mean, whatever's coming out next is like. Uh- Phew, I've, I've got. I'm going after Uncle Cracker. I'm I swear. Gonna be...
1: I swear. I've got a tension headache from from talking about this record. I. I. I just. Oh, absolutely I don't believe it. it. I don't
0: <laughs> believe it. We've got another one of these fucking bands. Theory of a Dead Man. Oh, the truth sake. is. <laughs> I was like the one thing I don't want to come out is another bloody Stetson wearing bunch of wankers, and that's exactly what we've got. Fucking Stetson cunts. Um
1: is it laughter is it tears I'm not sure myself oh my god I don't want to do
0: I feel like putting that I can't put it back can no, I I can't no, put it back can no, we just edit this out no, um, no so yeah next week Theory of a Dead Man um, who will probably sound quite good in comparison to Uncle Cracker but I'm not a band that I have a lot of time for I have to I be mean, honest
1: I mean we could just fuck off the podcast and never do I this just again a... just so that we don't have to <laughs> yeah. listen to it <laughs> we could we could I mean, just surely end we've got
0: over the worst of it we've just done uncle cracker we've, we've got over the worst we've of had it. a good run
1: <laughs> like do yeah, we really nice. need to subject ourselves to that probably uh, not
0: um all right anyway we'll be back next week talking about fear of a dead man just a horrendous just a horrendous record renfrey
1: Awful, just a
0: horrendous appalling record
1: not worth the uh plastic it's printed on that doesn't quite work in this context does it um but yes absolutely sinfully shit awful degradationally crap rubbish pants
0: yeah and we're basically gonna be saying all those things again in episode 19 when we talk about theory of a the dead man as you heard we've got theory of a the dead man coming out i mean you know, i don't think it's as bad as that As no. cracker, but it's not great uh thanks for listening to the show hope you enjoyed the show and as i said episode 19 is waiting over there for you wherever you get your podcast right now, so you can head over as soon as this one's finished. If you feel like brightening your day up and actually listening to the two of us speak about music in a positive way, you can find us on Right Act every Friday, talking about the very best in alternative music. You can also go over to patreon.com forward slash Right Act podcast and sign up for our classic albums for five pounds a month to get two classic albums. And we do wax lyrical with the same amount of positivity as we've just done but with negativity. So quite a lot.
1: <laughs> Goodness me. This is like a science lecture about batteries or
0: something. <laughs> yeah, it is. Anyway, fuck off. We're gonna do we're gonna do one now because this this episode does not deserve to be any longer than it. Let's not waste our time on this horrible episode. Horrible man. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate that. Bye-bye.